0: Rev it up and welcome to Cars Yeah! Show number 1,524.
1: We only have one ticket and I'm using mine until it expires.
0: This is Cars Yeah! Where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah! Hello, inspiring automotive enthusiasts, and welcome to Cars Yeah! I'm revved up and very excited to share with you today a very special guest, Dina Parisi. She's calling in from Sugar Hill, Georgia. Sounds like a beautiful place. Dina Parisi is the president of Dina Parisi Ventures. She was the 2015 IHRA Pro Mod World Champion and the first female to hold that title. She was a professional figure skater as well and skated with the Ice Capades for over four years. And after leaving the ice, she decided to start drag racing. Her first quarter mile run was a 9 second at 146 mile an hour pass. And today she drives her Pro Mod Cadillac, she named Stella, at under 6 seconds and over 240 miles an hour. Her motto, it's an accomplishment to get to the finish line first, but the journey getting there is what is most important. That's what drives Dina to compete. In addition to racing, she serves through motivational speaking engagements and mentoring females, not only in the sport, but well beyond. We'll be back in just a minute to talk with Dina, get some inspiration, but first, a word from our valued sponsors that make this show possible. We'll be right back. Hey, Cars yeah? I'm a huge fan of Covercraft. I've protected my vehicles with their products for decades. Want to keep your vehicle's interior looking new? It's easy with Covercraft Seat Covers. They'll protect your seats from the daily abuse of pets, children, weekend adventures, and even those everyday spills. It's a fast, easy, and inexpensive way to keep your vehicle looking new. All Covercraft seat covers are easy-on, easy-off design that are machine washable. You can choose from many fabric options, colors, and accessories, all designed and carefully sewn for your special vehicles. Their seat gloves are semi-custom fit for cars and trucks. And their seat savers, a favorite of mine, are custom tailored to fit your seats like a glove. Work truck seat covers are tough, durable, denim-weight fabric. It's like putting a pair of rugged jeans on your truck's seats. Want to stay warm? Covercraft also offers seat heaters. Covercraft is the right choice. Learn more today at Covercraft.com and tell them Mark, a Cars Yeah sent you. That's Covercraft.com. Are you a Cars Yeah subscriber? If you're not, go to Carsya.com, click on the free book button, and I'll send you my free filler up book. It's a very cool book I created of fuel filler fun, some very cool imagery, and great quotes from past guests here on Cars Yeah. Plus, you'll get my weekly email follow-up and my weekly blog. Just go to Carsya.com, click on the free book button, and I'll send it to you right away. Thanks for subscribing. Hey, Dina, welcome to Cars Yeah. Are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride?
1: I am. I am strapped in, ready to go.
0: All right, I'll bet. Well, one of the things I like to do first is ask my guests, what's one little thing that most people maybe don't know about you?
1: Well, it's now that I've been introduced, maybe they do know, but uh, many people do not know that I was formerly a professional figure skater, um, and I skated for the Ice Capades, so... In photos, people will see me posing and wonder where that comes from, and it's called the Showgirl Flex, and uh, I use it proudly.
0: (laughs) Well, no kidding. Well, you know, this is fascinating. You change the ice for asphalt, um, which is pretty interesting. And, you know, before I jump into the next question here, I was reading your bio and where you talked about when you skate on the ice, the ice is always ever-changing and kind of evolving. It's almost like a living thing. And it's the same with asphalt at the racetrack or the drag strip. Talk a little bit about that, would you? Because I found that fascinating.
1: It is. You know, so you never really want to skate, quote unquote, when you're drag racing. You know, when you're skating, you're kind of all over the place. Although that can, although that can be a fun ride, too, but we won't go there. Um, but when I skated for the ice show, we went from venue to venue. And many times, though, we saw the same people like the workers at the racetracks and, for example, the people that we saw at the different venues that I skated for. But the ice surface and the track surface both can change due to temperature and ice surface. Like I I worked with Dorothy Hamill for a while and she liked the ice really soft, meaning that it was watery. So if you fell, you were going to be soaking wet, which that happened to me. So (laughs)
0: um, if if you skate, you will fall.
1: Yeah, sometimes you do. And, but it's funny though, because the track surface, you know, it can change with the temperature and in a matter of minutes with cloud cover or no cloud cover. So it's just kind of a nice juxtaposition between the two to me.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I found that fascinating. Pretty cool uh, relationship. Well, listen, as we continue on your journey here today, I want to ask you for a success quote or a mantra. I quoted uh, one of your quotes at the beginning of the show, which I think is fantastic. Yeah, enjoy the ride. Uh, The journey is really the delicious part of life. Getting to the end is nice, but you got to enjoy the the ride along the way. What is a success quote or a mantra that you share that maybe has influenced your life?
1: Well, I have a couple. They're actually mine. Well, I think they are anyway. (laughs) Okay, cool. I have two, and one is we only have one ticket, and I'm using mine until it expires. Ah. basically. So, you know, you only get one ride on this ride we call life. Yeah. So, you know, use it to its fullest. Don't be afraid to, you know, I'm not afraid to step out of the box. I'm not afraid of failure, because I feel like that's what builds our character. And, um, and, you know, look, I've done I've been great, and I've failed all at the same time. So and I'm okay with that. Uh, and my other one is I was born with glitter in my veins and a lead foot, and I think that might be now that I've talked about the skating because we were all you know sequins and makeup. I think that everyone can kind of understand where that relationship comes from and i, I and I feel like we all shouldn't be afraid to shine no matter how you your what your choice in uh your shining moment is. let it happen,
0: yeah, be proud of what you do, stand up and stand out. My daughter took dance lessons from the age of 3 all the way through college she ran the dance group in college and i tell you I remember one of her teachers up there saying uh, stand proud shine stand proud shine you know to the little girls when she was very little put your shoulders back your chest out stand up you know be proud of who you are and i've always thought that that part of her life really helped her with her confidence and the ability to get in front of people and speak to people she manages people now and uh does that very well so I think it's great, but I love the glitter. <laughs> That's
1: great, too. <laughs> I love
0: yeah, some glitter. <laughs> well, what little girl doesn't like glitter? My exactly. goodness, you know? I mean, it just was always all over our house. So uh, I was finding it. I would go to work sometimes and people would go, why do you have a glitter all over your your suit jacket? Because I'd given my daughter a hug in the morning before I went to work. And uh, Well, got to have a little glitter in your life. That's important. Well, let's talk a little bit about what has you excited and fired up about your business these days. Dina Parisi Ventures. I just, you know, when I uncovered you and found you and went, man, I've got to have this lady on my show. This is a really inspiring story to go from two very different careers and decide to go into racing. uh, First and foremost, what caused you to do that? And secondly, what has you excited about it this year?
1: So well, much to my husband's dismay, uh, it (laughs) was he that got me interested in drag racing. You know, I had seen it on TV, Wide World of Sports, and I know I am dating myself with that one. But you know, I I used to watch
0: it myself, Dina.
1: (laughs) You know, Jim McKay. um, Oh yeah, I remember watching Shirley Muldowney, and and I don't think I ever really thought of myself to be in that position. I watched a lot of racing as a kid. I was a huge AJ Foyt fan. I still am. It's very funny. I remember watching Indy and NASCAR and I was like, you know, after a few hundred miles, I'm going to need to use the restroom and have a snack. Like that's just way too long for me. When I was introduced to drag racing by my husband in person uh, at Maple Grove Raceway, I'll never forget it. He was driving the 67 Camaro that we used to have. It was blown, supercharged and about 1100 horsepower. I fell in love with the sport. I fell in love with the camaraderie. I fell in love with the one-on-one aspect of it where the the fans or the you know that they could come right in the pit area, ask questions about the car, which later translated to me saying, "Well, that's a great idea because the fans are one-on-one. That's a great idea for marketing partners. Yeah. You know they don't get that one-on-one with NASCAR.
0: No, 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 no they, disrespect you're, you're to NASCAR,
1: but they don't. But they definitely don't get that. And um, and I feel like it's a it's a great advantage. So when I watched my husband drive this car, I fell in love with it. I was at Frank Holly Drag Racing School later on that year, I believe.
0: Oh my gosh! <laughs> it, yeah. it, it infected you that fast. That's pretty cool. My dad used to take me to Orange County Raceway. I grew up in Southern California, San Diego area. we go to Orange County Raceway before that all turned into freeways and cities and everything. And I used to love it. I mean, it was just you feel it in your chest when those cars make a run. And I remember getting to meet. We You could go up and meet the guys. I remember getting a guy. He lifted me up and put me in his dragster. And this is back in the 60s, late 60s, front engine dragsters and just sitting there going how's the guy see where he's going of course I was a little boy so I couldn't see over the top of the engine the uh, the blower and so forth but it was so much fun and then I went to the races here in uh, Pacific Raceway last year in HRA and all those great feelings came back and and I had kind of lost interest in drag racing and it kind of all came back and it's a fun thing to do I mean it's really enjoyable.
1: It is. I, I can't, I, I just, I love everything about the sport. Um, it's, I mean, it has definitely become more costly now. Uh, it's a little bit of a different arena. It's uh, It's a little bit harder to market, but it's such a great sport that I think, uh, I think it's going to turn around. I think people are realizing that it's such a, a great family atmosphere. I mean, I've met full families that have come, Still keep in touch, like via social media, full families, you know, from grandpa to the grandchildren. And what more can you, there's not, I don't feel like there's many activities that they can all do together like that.
0: Sure. Yeah. It's just a real blast. So it's a lot of fun. Have you seen more and more women come into the sport?
1: Oh, absolutely. I mean, I've been doing this, I guess, for about 20 or so, 20, almost 20 years now. And I've definitely seen more. I've met so many wonderful women in this sport and we're we're all basically in it together. We support one another very much. You know, I have people that I looked up to, Carolyn Melende, Annette Summers, you know, there were women that I looked up to, my friend Carol Long, like we all kind of just have this really nice camaraderie.
0: Yeah, it's great. Fantastic. Well let's take a look at some of these roads you've race down or tracks you've raced down and talk about a challenge or, or even a failure that you faced. More importantly, what was the learning lesson there? So walk us through a situation and tell us how that experience helped you gain even more momentum as you move forward in your career and your business and your life.
1: Well I mean I, I can talk about some things that happened earlier in my career, but there was something that happened a little bit later on that stuck with me. It it happened twice. So I crashed twice. Maryland International Raceway, which is a track I happened to love. The first time Scotty Cannon was tuning for us, he's a good friend of ours, and and my husband and I were running two pro mods at the time, so we were competing together. For this run, I my husband happened to be standing at the line next to Scotty, and you know, Scotty said, "Look out! This is going to be some run." Well, two words have never been spoken as the car let loose at about 150 feet. It just darted towards the wall. And the best I could do because, you know, the fuel cell is in the front. In your head, you're like, okay, I just don't want the front of the car to hit, really. And so I just turned the wheel just ever so slightly. So it did ride up the Jersey wall, it went about six feet in the air or so. And Van Abernathy from Drag Illustrated had taken some great photos of that. I have a good photo sequence of it. And uh, And it came back down on all fours, and just coasted down the track, and I was fine. And then the the second time, I was racing my husband, and at half track, a rod let go, and I literally heard doink I, over everything. I really, I, yeah. And my husband, he calls me hawk ears. My ears hear very <laughs> weird, strange sounds. Uh huh. It let loose mid track, and it got stuck. So it. Literally lock the back wheels.
0: Yeah, I was people thought say. that I
1: had hit the brakes,
0: uh-huh.
1: not realizing that the back wheels were completely locked up. So it bounced, and I had a friend the week before that actually had a very similar issue, and his car bounced. And when he hit the chutes, the car barreled. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to just ride it out. And people disagree with me, and I don't really care. I I rode it out. <laughs> And I was literally i I went through the traps at like a seven something on ah. two wheels, heading towards the left hand I was in the right lane, heading towards the left hand wall. I was racing my husband. I think the thing that annoys me the most about that is the fact that I treat him and I had him to half track, <laughs> oh, so I was so annoyed yes. dang it <laughs> more so about that
0: yeah. than
1: anything else and oh, um. God it was the same thing. It was up on two wheels. You know, when you're in the plane and the plane banks and you look out the window. Well, I was literally looking at the pavement like that. And I was just Uh kind of tickling the wheel a little bit to get it to, to the right to get it to settle back down. And it did. And it slid against the wall a little bit. Not really a lot of damage, thankfully. You know, I had my training wheel zoomies to help me out in that aspect. But from those two two things, I had to learn that it was like suck it up buttercup. When you're <laughs> A, when you're running two cars and you have an issue, like I was, they were putting the car in the trailer and I was in the motorhome making sandwiches for the guys for lunch. You know, it was like we still have to move on. Then in IHRA running for the championship, It was the first time I had been to that track since the last crash. My husband was like, just do whatever you need to do. So we had a little bit of testing and I blew it out the back door on the first pass. And he was like, all right, we're good to go. I I literally had to push it out of my head to be able to, just because it had been the same racetrack. It was just, there were two very bizarre incidents. I learned from every single run. I learn a lot from every single run, and I try to kind of keep that com- compartmentalized in my head so that, uh, you know, if something arises, and I had a lot that arise with that car for whatever reason, and I learned a lot, and I think it made me a better driver.
0: Yeah, you know, the past is not equal the future, I guess, is the way you have to think about it in a certain way. And I raced a vintage cars for a while, and there was a part on the local track up here that every time I went through there, the first year I raced, I always twinged because I was in a car. I was a passenger in a car with a driving instructor and he flipped the car <gasps> in that part of the track. And so every time I'd go through there in my car, I that vision would come into my head. And I really worked on like, I gotta get rid of this. That was him. This is me. It's not gonna happen. So just stop thinking it's gonna happen. But it just kept replaying every time, you know, I'd go, okay, I'm gonna go, I'm coming up to corner five. And I'm not gonna be thinking about this. And It would come right into my head, and you know, would mess up your track, your lap times, and so forth. I was racing a a vintage uh, Lotus race car, so yeah, it's difficult to do, but you got to do it. I guess it's like any uh, uh, athlete—something that happens to them—they got to move on and get past it, um, learn from it. And in the case of a car, you know, make sure the car, the parts are good, so they don't break again. But I have to ask you this because you're traveling at incredibly fast speeds, and it's amazing to me you can even think to. Turn the wheel a little bit so you crawl up the jersey barrier or don't pull the chute because of what happened to someone else. I mean, when you're going down the track that fast, do things like in road racing, do they kind of go into a bit of a slow motion thing or how do you think fast?
1: Yeah, it's very funny that you asked that because P- the, the first one where, where the car went up the jersey wall, I remember that. I remember the whole entire thing. And yeah, it does. It plays in my head in slow motion. You know, I've seen the video. I remember being in the car and and it's true as it's happening, it's happening in slow motion. The thing is, though, going down the racetrack, I don't try to think of kind of the what ifs. You know, I want to complete my run the way I should. But there was a while there where I had... We had gotten we had just gotten Stella and I was anticipating things happening because we had some issues with the 63 before we got rid of it. And, and it was in the beginning, it was holding me back a little bit. You know, my husband was like, get your head out of your rear end. Like, what is happening? And I'm like, I don't know. And then I finally realized that my brain was anticipating things that were going to happen, but that had happened in my previous vehicle. So I had, it was something that I, it took me a while to get past that. Uh, A friend of ours, Bill Rice, he's crew guy for a promo team. And, and he and I had many conversations and he kind of talked me off the ledge there. Sure.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, sometimes you need that support and that help. Fascinating. Well, let's take a short break. Thank our sponsors and we will be right back. My favorite collector car magazine is Keith Martin's sports car market. I've been a subscriber for decades. Sports car market is the Wall Street journal for the enthusiast and the collector. It's your monthly must read. Whether you dream of owning a collector car, have two cars or 200. Sports car market has been around for 31 years and it's filled with valuable articles intelligent write-ups, and the latest auction sales. Go to sportscarmarket.com and subscribe today. Plus, you'll get the exclusive SEM guide to restoration shops included for free. At checkout, use the code CARSYA and receive a 50% discount on your digital subscription. It's an exclusive offer from me here at Cars Yeah. I'm Mark Green, and I love Sports Car Market Magazine. Are you looking for a way to get your products or services into the ears of thousands of automotive enthusiasts around the globe, I can help. This is Mark Green here at Cars Yeah, and I'd be honored to be an influencer and ambassador for your brand in a unique and personal way. Five days a week, thousands of subscribers and listeners enjoy the Cars Yeah podcast and website. Contact me today and I'll show you how at mark at com or connect with me through the Cars Yeah website at carsyeah.com. All right, we are back, and I would love for you to tell a story that instigated this passion you have for racing and cars. Is there a pivotal moment in your life that you knew that you were going to be a car gal, a racer?
1: So I grew up with three brothers. Oh, okay. Uh, And (laughs) uh, one of them, he he actually was a car painter, and uh, I used to help him as a kid with uh, his Bondo and his wet sanding. You know, he figured, well, let my sister do it, and I don't have to pay anybody else to do it. Uh, And I was actually quite good. I have a definite interest in, you know, customizing cars and that, um, it's something that I wish I would have gotten into, or maybe I can eventually. I really didn't know that this, I always loved cars since I was a kid. You know, I was a bit of a tomboy. The thing that really kind of cinched it for me was when I went with my husband to that racetrack and when we, I went to Maple Grove. I mean, I just, I was like, yeah. I got to do that.
0: <laughs> this is it. I got to go fast. Well, what was your first really special car vehicle? And and you can either talk about a street car or maybe the first special dragster you got in. and went, yeah, this is what I got to do.
1: So I went from the 67 uh, Camaro in Super Gas. Uh, I did that for about a year and a half right into my 63 Pro Mod. So um, I'm going to say probably the that special vehicle is that 63 ProMod. I learned a lot in that car. It was my first ProMod and it was a 63 split window coupe, which is the car I've wanted since I was 12. Yeah. I didn't know it was going to have 3000 horsepower when I got it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Wait, wait a minute.
1: 3000 horsepower. Is that what you said? Yes, sir. 3000 horsepower.
0: Oh my gosh. Yeah. It's a rocket.
1: I really, I kind of, I feel like I owe a lot to that car because it it taught me a lot. I had a lot of ups and downs with that car. I I learned a lot along the way. It holds a special place in my heart.
0: I'll bet it does. Yeah, absolutely. Well, how about if you woke up tomorrow and you were a vehicle, either a race car or a street car, what would Dina be?
1: So kind of have two. Okay. One would be uh, the Munster coach. Oh my gosh. What? (laughs) Yeah, because I love Halloween and I love just freaking people out. So yeah. the Monster Coach, okay, um, yeah, and my other would be the Batmobile, the Adam okay. West version, yeah, uh, which I have sat in before, um, but. I feel like, doesn't everybody want to be a superhero?
0: Well, yeah, right? absolutely. So yeah. I,
1: and the Batmobile, you know, because yeah. Yeah, of course I might have to be, you know, Catwoman or something. But, and I dig the Batmobile and I dig the fact that there was a phone in the car before it was ever even a thing. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So give me a Batmobile and a Batphone. I'm good to go. You know,
0: that's pretty cool. And I, I think both of those were designed by Chuck uh, Barris. Because I, I know he did the Batmobile and I'm pretty sure he did the Munster Munstermobile coach. And I remember building models of both of those as a kid and of course watching the television shows and so forth. But yeah, I got to hang out with uh one of the real Batmobiles as well. There was a gentleman who lived up here in the Pacific Northwest that had the number three car, and I actually did a photo shoot with Adam West uh and the Batmobile. I got to spend two days with him. He was just a wonderful guy. I mean, just a really really kind person and i'll tell you something funny we would go out we had breakfast lunch dinner with him we'd go out and younger people that didn't recognize him the minute he spoke they knew who he was because of the cartoon character that he played but he would take a moment with everyone who recognized him look them in the eye ask them their name ask them what they do and treat them like a you know a human being and and actually act like he cared about them and i think he did he he was just a marvelous guy. I'm, I'm sorry we lost him. I think it was last year, maybe the, the year before. But he was marvelous. And he gave me a picture of, of he and Robin in the Batmobile. And he wrote this long thing on it about trying to race at NASCAR in the Batmobile, but they couldn't <laughs> find the track and ended up in the weeds or something. I still have it. It was absolutely wonderful. But well, I think that's cool. And you know what's interesting about your answer here? Harold Cleaworth is an artist in California. And I used to ask a different question. At this point in the show. And he said, could I have you ask me this question? What kind of car would I be? Hmm. And I went, Oh, that's interesting. So I changed it. And he would, he wanted to be two kinds of cars. Uh, the front was a, cause he was an expatriate from Great Britain, UK. So the front was a, uh, Austin Healing and the back was a Cadillac Biarritz. Uh, that makes for a <laughs> monster mobile. If you ever <laughs> saw one. So uh, yeah, you're part, uh, Munster coach and part Batmobile. So I like that. Very nice answer. Well, we're, at the checkered flag here, which is, uh, you know, they don't have checkered flags at drag races, but it's the same kind of thing. I'm going to fire off a series of questions and ask you to give our listeners some very quick blips of that Batmobile throttle answers. So here we go. What's one of the personal habits that you believe has contributed to your success in life? Repetition. Ah, okay. Uh,
1: and and I, I don't know if it's success in life or success driving the car. It's kind of with everything because um, I did it with when I skated for ice capades and I did it as a hairdresser, just making sure that, you know, you kind of know where you are and you have your bearings. So with repetition, you don't lose your place.
0: Yeah. Well, you think, I think about ice skating. I love watching ice skating. And I think every time I see them do things, first of all, I go, how do they remember the whole routine? Well, it's repetition. It's like seat time in a race car, right? You just do it over, exactly. over, over. And the fact that they can do the things they do, because those of us who don't skate very much, the minute you put those things on and go on the ice, you have a massive appreciation <laughs> for people who have that skill set. was like, oh my gosh, how do they do this? So yeah, it's uh, practice makes perfect, as they say. How about if I could arrange for you to have a drink or a meal with anyone in the automotive industry or racing industry, living or deceased? Who would it be?
1: Yeah, and again, I have two. (laughs) Okay. One would be George Barris, and I have worked with George briefly.
0: That's right. I said Chuck Barris before, didn't I? I was going down the music path. George, uh, (laughs) sorry, George. Sorry, look up to heavens. Yeah, George, Uh, the great George Barris.
1: Yeah, and I I worked with him. uh, We worked with him a couple of times, and he is just such an amazing, amazing man, and such a wealth of knowledge and an innovator. It's funny because his partner Andy Perillo uh, and I had had some conversations about some things that they had done for the different Batmobiles, and there was one Batmobile, which version, like the newer version, and there was there was this thing on the side of it, and I said, "What? What is that?" And he's like, "It's a soap dish."
0: A soap dish.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they use soap dish, and they use like soda bottles and it just it was amazing the things that they did to create what they created Uh, my other is Boyd Goddington and again because an innovator and just just a master at his craft
0: yeah absolutely I'll tell you something funny about the Batmobile when I was with Adam I asked him about driving it and so forth because we weren't the car wasn't running right when we were shooting it so we wanted to go for a ride and the owner said yeah you can take it for a ride But it wasn't running, and we couldn't do it. And I thought, man, how cool would it be to ride in the Batmobile with Adam West? But I asked him about when he was shooting the TV series, and he said, oh, these cars were horrible. He said they handled terrible. They were death traps, basically. He said the reason Robin and I leapt into the car most of the time is the door doesn't open very far because of the side trim. And we finally said, "Okay, this is ridiculous. You don't want Batman coming up to the Batmobile and skinnying into the car. It just doesn't look cool. So he said we started jumping into it. Um, So all these little funny things about it that he he said, he goes, you know, we had to be careful because a lot of these gadgets and things, they just, you know, like a toilet paper roll was pipe coming out the back painted silver. He said we had to be careful because they'd fly out of the car. But he said that's why when you watch the TV show, they always sped up the car driving to make it look going fast. Cause he said, we, we could not drive the car fast. It just was too dangerous.
1: And it was so, a concept car too. I think, I think it was like a Futura or something. Yeah, future, yeah so, exactly. Yeah.
0: yeah. It was never really designed to be driven on the road. It no. was designed <laughs> no. to be look good. So, uh yeah. And if you go back and look at the history of that bat cave where they used to drive out of, it's still there up in the mountains in Los Angeles in the hills there. And uh it, it's really kind of funny because it's just this big kind of hole in a piece of rock that they would come out, but they put bushes around it and stuff to make it look like that. Yeah, Hollywood magic. How about the best automotive or racing advice anyone's ever given you? What would that be?
1: So I would say advice or a learning experience because I went to Frank Hawley Drag Racing School. And I it, it's kind of cumulative, uh, but things that Frank had said regarding driving a race car and your state of mind and your process. And everything that he said just kind of stuck with me. And I take it with me every run. So and it's been a while since I've been there. Um, I'd love to go back to for like a reaction time class or something. But everything that that he, you know, that he kind of instilled in us really just kind of goes with me, you know, from. Just from even putting the car in the lights, you know, where it makes sure, you know, your steering wheel is straightened out, things of that nature, you know, little minute things that maybe people would kind of take for granted and not worry about. So I definitely, Frank's lectures are incredible. So
0: it's all about preparation. Uh, I hear that from so many, I've interviewed hundreds of racers and it's all about the preparation and um, the actual run and the racing is one thing, but being prepared is quite another. How about a resource? Is there one you'd like to share that's a go-to for you?
1: Hmm. You know, that that's one that I was not, you know, resource, I, I guess it would be depending on what I'm... Well, I'm could
0: be, it could be a website, could be an app you use all the time. It could be a person in your life that's a go-to for you. Sometimes people, well, it could be a podcast, could be a song that you play in your head before you make a run. Yeah, just something so, that's kind of a regular go-to. Uh,
1: one of one of the racers, he named me Tiny Dancer because, <laughs> because I do, I always, one of the things that I do is I just flood my head with good music. And normally it's, I mean, it's like Def Leppard, ACDC, uh, you know, it's upbeat, get your heart pumping songs. And before every run, that's, what I do. Uh, One of the other things that I do is uh, when I get to a racetrack, even if I've been there before, I do a track walk the first morning that we get there. Uh, I always do just kind of look around and I I have found some very odd things like frogs stuck to the... and one time I got chased by a gopher, so I
0: <laughs> chased by a gopher. Okay, yeah,
1: I got chased by a gopher. It was kind of funny, but it was well, yeah, it was bizarre. So I, that
0: dancing gopher from Caddyshack? Because that guy's kind of cool. of cool.
1: not, and I no? love him. And Cooler <laughs> Pond, Pond to be good for you. I love Caddyshack. It's one of my favorite yeah. movies. But yeah, so that's my other thing is, and that, I guess, goes back to the preparation process. You know, just know your surroundings no matter what where you are. And even if you've been there before, don't take that for granted.
0: I loved track walks when I was racing, and they go out early in the morning, and not all the drivers would go, but I liked it. I liked getting there early. and. You could see things on the track that you never see when you're driving, of course, because you're going too fast. And and you kind of put that in your head. Okay, there's a little bump here. There's a little thing here. There's something there. Uh, Here's where rocks might get kicked up if people drop some tires off the track. I I liked it. It was really fun. How about a book? Is there a book that you've read you'd like to share? You think others should read, too?
1: So this is an oldie but a goodie to me. I'm a big Sydney Sheldon fan. So If Tomorrow Comes, I just love that book. It's uh, suspenseful. It's like, like a crime fiction novel. And I'm all about something that keeps me in suspense. Yeah. And I want to keep turning those pages to know what happens next. So <laughs> it's, an, it's an oldie, but I would say, you know, Sydney Sheldon.
0: If yep, Tomorrow Comes, nice. All right. We're up to the checkered flag in this last question. Well, it can be a bit of a doozy, but it's a fun thought. I'm going to buy you a very cool collector car today. It could be a vintage dragster, vintage race car. could be a street car. Whatever you want, something fun to take out once in a while and enjoy. But there's a few rules. Uh, it's the only one cool collector car you can have, so choose something that's well-rounded. You have to drive it and use it. No garage queens allowed. can't park it in your living room and admire it. Well, you could, but you still have to drive it. And you can't sell it to fund your racing ventures. So you have to keep it and enjoy it. So what can I buy you today, Dina?
1: Well, it goes back to the beginning of the conversation. Yep. It's okay. a 63 split window coupe. Yeah. It yeah. is. I mean, it's, it's sleek. It's beautiful. It's the car that I've wanted since I was a kid. And I have never wa- wavered on that at all. Yeah. So I would say yes. And I would certainly drive it.
0: Oh, absolutely. What color would you like yours to be?
1: So my thought is black and red. And I guess that goes to the Batmobile, too. I don't know. But <laughs> <laughs> oh, we I can do like that. Black and red version. So yeah,
0: yeah. You know, it's interesting how black changes a car. When you look at the 63, which is such an iconic car, um, I always love them in silver because you don't see too many in silver. And when you see one in black, it looks almost like a whole different car, uh, because that black color kind of compacts things down a little bit, uh, makes it a lot more, I don't know, in my mind, a lot more muscular, racy, maybe a little bit silver's kind of a little more elegant, but that car works in pretty much any color uh, that exists. So
1: I wouldn't, cool. I wouldn't turn it down even if it was powder blue. So
0: you think so? Yeah. I I'm sure you well, would It did, yeah.
1: it did come in, a, it did come in a, um, like a light blue metallic Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, in fact, um, Susan Armstrong, a lady up here in the Pacific Northwest, and her late husband, Tom, wonderful people. They were vintage racers. and she ra- Hers was a little dark blue, but she had one uh, that she raced. And she's a very tiny, petite little woman. They had to adjust the seats and the pedals so she could reach the pedals. But she road raced that thing in vintage racing. She was fast. I love so, it. Uh, yeah, she had some fun with it. Well, you've taken us on a really fun ride. I knew it'd be a quick pass here today. Time flies by, but I've really enjoyed getting to know you a little bit better. I want to thank you for sharing your amazing journey. And I'm sure there's a lot more amazingness to your life coming. Could you give us one little parting piece of wisdom or guidance before you rip off into the Georgia sunset in that 63 split window? You
1: know, my biggest thing is if you have an interest in something, just never let that chance get past you. Just act upon it. If you fail, who cares? Life is is, uh, what you make it. Unfortunately, some of us kind of learn that the hard way and try to tell people, whether it be women, men, you know, we go through a lot in our lives and we get into a slump. And I tell them, just try something new. Just even if you're walking on the other side of the street, just try something different every single day and build yourself up and get out there and do what you want to do.
0: Ah, great, encouraging words.
1: What's the best way for
0: people to follow along with you and Dina Prezi Ventures?
1: So, uh. They can head to the website, which is you can get it there, get there by dinapreci.com. You can get there by dinapreciventures.com. All my social media is on there. You'll find me on Instagram, you'll find me on Twitter and on Facebook. It's always me. There's no kind of, you know, man behind the curtain. Uh So it I will always be the one that will be engaging. And I, I enjoy the engagement. And that works really well for uh, our marketing partners, too. So Yeah, so hop on, say hello, and uh, I'll be there.
0: And hold on for a fast ride, because it's going to be fun. I'll remind all the listeners out there, you can find everything on Dina's show notes page. Just go to CarsYeah.com, type in Dina, D-I-N-A. Her last name is P-A-R-I-S-E, preasy, and you'll find everything right there. Dina, thanks for being so generous today with your time, your expertise, and for sharing your experiences with the listeners here on CarsYeah. Until you and I talk again, I'll see you down the road.
1: Well, I'd like to thank everyone for listening. And I actually do want to just quickly thank our marketing partners because they've stuck with us through thick and thin. Absolutely. So, uh, Lucas Oil, which is an amazing company, CRC, DJ Safety. They keep us safe. We like that part. Uh, I have a. Uh, p10 marketing uh ride heels down uh and my own website which is called the pickles project which is about animals so totally different if you like animals head on over there there
0: you go absolutely check all of these out we'll make sure we put links to all these fine companies on dina's show notes page so you can follow along the pickle company that's great i'll talk to you soon. Hey, Cars yeah! listeners, this is Mark Green. If you love the Cars yeah! podcast, I have something new for you. I've teamed up with Keith Martin, a collector car market expert and the editor of Sports Car Market Magazine to create the Buy, Sell, Hold podcast. Buy, Sell, Hold is the essence of collecting. Together, we take you on an educational ride into the collector car market, talking with industry experts, helping you navigate your collector car journey so you know when to buy, sell, hold. We talk with seasoned experts, who buy sell and hold investment vehicles and they'll share their insider secrets on how they make their buying decisions when it comes to making these important investments you'll find the buy sell hold podcast on the cars yeah website on the sports car market website and if you're a podcast app subscriber to cars yeah, buy sell hold will come right to your mobile device just like the cars yeah podcast automatically join keith martin and me on a great new venture on the buy sell hold podcast today